0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. <laughs> All right, greetings.
1: In. That's good. Good. <laughs> hello, Great. hello. Am I on? Am I on? There you go. Say something, hello, Testy. One, two, three, four. Will you turn up the oxygen just a bit? Uh, yeah, it is a little warm in here. I'm oh, feeling a little, little my blue. Mic busted
2: through the last <laughs> time I just tried to talk, it didn't work. So, but we got her fixed now. Greetings and welcome on board Double live telephone talk show. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at SunburyMotors.com. We do have our first guest ready to go, so we do not wish to waste any more of his time with idle chit chat. So we'll get right to the phone. He's fresh from the portico. At at the Snyder County Courthouse where they conduct outdoor meetings. Joey would have to think that you enjoy having a meeting this outdoor in the fresh air.
3: Uh, it, it's always nice to be outside. It was a little chilly yesterday morning in the portico, but uh, we we made it through.
1: Yeah, I noticed my old friend Bob Kravitz was wearing his top coat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he was.
2: <laughs> well, and I think so. that probably prevents unnecessary business from being brought up. You know, it's like some people conduct meetings where everybody has to stand at a higher table so that you you, you do less idle chit-chat if, if you uh, don't get a chance to sit down. So uh, I would imagine the same thing. Nobody's going to say, hey, I'd like to talk about what we might do to celebrate our anniversary in three years or something. You can't do uh, that then.
3: Our meetings have been much shorter ever since the beginning of the year. But since the beginning of this whole situation, they've been even shorter. So,
1: Are you going to keep that up when the government officially can reopen on Friday?
3: Uh, oh, meeting outside? Yeah, uh, that is the plan. Until we open up the courthouse to the public completely, yes, that is the plan. How many people do you get Uh, at these
1: meetings outside, Joe? Very many?
3: We have one faithful uh, (laughs) attender of our meetings, a gentleman who's, you know, very interested in what's happening in the county government. And I think he's only missed one meeting since this whole ordeal began.
2: All right. Well, Joe Kent, Snyder County Commissioner Chairman, on the line. As Snyder County goes into the yellow face, what does that mean to you, and what's it going to mean governmentally?
3: Well, it must even be in my subconscious, Mark, because I just realized I'm sitting here at my desk in the courthouse wearing a yellow shirt today, which is not something <laughs> I normally wear, so it must be on my mind. Uh, but, yes, we are uh, headed into the yellow zone, of course, uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, we, we feel very blessed, I'll be honest. Uh, I've been tracking numbers of all of our surrounding counties looking at the region, and uh, so far right now today, I be- yesterday was the eighth day in a row that Snyder County had no new cases, so we we are feeling very blessed, and I'm very thankful for our residents who have been very diligent. Uh, I know it's uh, it's not fun having to wear masks, having to do certain things, social distancing, staying, you know not able to hug uh, hug your relatives and your and your friends, and certain things like that. But you know our fee, our folks have been very diligent, and I believe that it's paying off when we look at the numbers. Um, so I I, I want to Thank everyone in the county for doing all that they've done through this time. Uh, these are unprecedented times that we're living in, as, as we all know. And uh, I can tell you that as a county commissioner, this is, uh, yet again, one more thing that I would have never guessed I'd have to deal with.
1: That's true. How about the prison? What's going on there? Have you had any cases in the prison, or have you been able to stem that? And, and no one's wanted to transfer anybody in from any other institution, have they, to try and keep them safe?
3: Running a prison has been uh, even more of a challenge, Joe, a great question. Uh, We've been working at the prison on the protocols and procedures uh, to try to make sure we don't get COVID-19 into the prison for over two months now, uh, since before this began. Um, And so there are a number of things that we're doing to make sure we're trying to, to keep out the virus, quarantine folks that come in, that have to come in, a whole a whole quandary of things that we're doing to to make sure we're not allowing and to the best of our ability not allowing that into the prison because as you said any kind of congregate care we know that it can spread very rapidly uh in that type of setting and uh you know our folks our folks at prison have been uh, kudos to them they've been uh, all of our COs and and uh management staff have been wearing masks and and sanitizing more than normal uh much more than normal uh since long before we were mandated to do such just because of the type of situation that we're in
1: well you fought very Uh, hard to get transparency from the state has that improved and have you gotten anything about what nursing homes (laughs) might have coronavirus in them
3: so a great question joe i mean think about it this way we we did fight hard to and and actually came up with our own solution or possible solution which was to ask people to volunteer uh, whether or not they had tested positive, uh, knowing that that would fully be kept in confidence by our EMA director, he would be the only one to see that information or have that information. And in fact, we said that we would not allow him to record that data anywhere so that it would not get out you know, accidentally. It would not be recorded uh, in any kind of electronic format. Uh, after we started that process, then the governor's office came out and said, okay, if you sign Sign away your life, basically. (laughs) If you sign this form, guaranteeing you're not going to let this information get out, we will provide those positive cases by zip code and then by some other information, I believe by address, so that first responders can be safer going into those types of homes. And that was really what, that was the impetus for us asking for that information from the governor's office because we had a number of situations where we felt whole communities could be put at risk when first responders had to be quarantined because they didn't know whether or not they had entered the residence of someone who had tested positive or not.
1: Well if he can't record that information Joe how does it get disseminated to the first responders and he's not there I mean there's got to be some way to make the information available to the first responders and that requires somebody knowing that information.
3: Well Joe that that's a great point and I was just talking about that last evening with another commissioner think about it this way the governor's new proposal which I am absolutely against, starting up a new corps of volunteers, a civilian corps, to track and trace people's uh, status and then to put it onto a phone app. Now, my logic tells you that if you have that information to put into a phone app, you have that information, period, so it can be shared with counties to make sure that we're providing safety to our residents. So, again, there, there needs to be much more accountability from this administration and and look i give the governor credit for doing a lot of things that he's done during this pandemic these are like i said before these are times that we've never seen before in our life in our lifetime and there's a lot of a lot of us that have never dealt with this before that we're 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 guessing sometimes you know we we have to take the best information that we have and then make a decision and sometimes you don't have all the answers so you know, to the governor's credit, I know that he's done that, like we've had to do that as well. I just don't agree with some of the things that we've done through the administration in this case.
2: But well, the uh, and, I, and
3: I think those things will weed themselves out once this is all over.
2: The governor said he's being as transparent as possible. So um,
3: <laughs> I, I would argue there's not nearly enough transparency, well, yeah, but that's, that's a, a whole
2: other thing. Right, it's a funny, and, st- and, you know, funny I mean, statement. I,
3: today, you know, t- and one of the things that we want to talk about today, Mark, and and I don't mean to lead the, the discussion but it does it's, it's, it it um, it goes into this uh, this topic very well segway and i'm trying to find the right word it's been a long time since i've been on radio every day you're doing
2: day. fabulous it keep going segway
3: nicely into the the day at hand today is the national day of prayer what better way to be headed into the yellow zone phase of reopening than to be at the day of the national day of prayer i mean if now, if not now, I, I don't know. We've ever seen a time in our lifetime where we need to be as a country, as a community, as a family, as as an individual, praying for our country that God would bring us through this situation that we've just all been through. And and there are many folks. Let's face it. I mean, you, I heard you talking about the food giveaways, and we're doing a mass giveaway this Saturday. There's all kinds of giveaways to help folks that can't afford to get by right now there are a lot of people in our counties that are hurting financially mentally uh, physically um, spiritually not being able to gather as a spiritual group my goodness who would have ever thought there'd be a day when we couldn't gather or recommended we couldn't gather as a as a church body or as a synagogue Um, these are unprecedented times so now more than ever what a great day to get on our knees and pray to the God who this nation was founded upon and ask for him to guide us through this situation that we are in. Um, you know, I, I watched a great sermon this past Sunday on TV, as many of us have had to find alternate ways to worship. Um, and, and the pastor, who I, I adore, is no longer with us here on earth. Uh, preached on 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, which is a very common uh, uh, passage, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Hmm. There's never been a time when we need healing in our land like we, li- we are living in right now, in my opinion.
2: Who is that? Who is preaching that?
3: Uh, That was the late Dr. James Kennedy uh, from the uh, Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church in Florida, Uh, one of my favorite pastors, and I have cherished his sermons these past few weeks.
2: Well, and we just got the email yesterday that the Lutheran churches around here are encouraging their congregations to not hold corporate worship during the month of May. And As an authorized lay worship leader, they said to us that uh, they're not going to cover our liability insurance, which they typically do, so that's, uh, that was a, a big change. Uh, tell our audience how that makes worship different, how that makes prayer different when you can't gather.
3: Well, Mark, I mean, you know, one of the many staples of, of the Christian religion, and, and I'm, I'm a Christian, so I, I can't speak for other religions, but for me as a Christian, one of the greatest aspects of gathering together is corporate prayer. Uh, you know, we believe in the, in the power of prayer, and, and, and those of us that are, that are believers believe in the power of prayer, but there's something very special about being together as a group to have a corporate prayer when we're on our knees together as a body of Christ, praying for the many things that our our folks are going through, our nation is going through, uh, praying for our leaders. I know in my church we pray for our leaders every week. Whether we agree or disagree with them, we need to pray that God would give them guidance and make them true to their word and to his word that they would be doing what they do for the betterment of their people and uh, and turning to Him for guidance, most importantly. Let me ask you um, this,
1: Joe. Do you think it could be done safely, that, that we could open up the churches? I was astounded they weren't considered an essential service. For many people, they are absolutely essential. But do you well, believe it can be safely done, and if so, how?
3: I, I absolutely think that it can be done safely, Joe. And that doesn't mean that there's not going to be uh, things that are different from normal. Obviously, there would be. Um, you know, I, there's just so many th- Here's one of the things that... Uh, I, we have a, we're going to have a prayer service here today outside the courthouse for the National Day of Prayer. And that was actually spurred on by one of our employees who asked if we could do that. We've done it in the past, but it was always spurred on by someone, initiated by someone outside in the community asking to have it here. And this time, I, I think it speaks to the situation that we're in now more than ever because our employees have been here all along through this whole ordeal. And I, I can't give enough credit to our employees you know, a lot of people have said, well, don't they want to stay home? Aren't they scared? But, you know, this and every other uh, excuse. And, and the bottom line is, sure, there's people that have fears, have anxieties, but for the most part, we've had people come to work every day and they have done their job. And in fact, many of us, many of our offices have been able to get caught up on work that we normally don't get to do when, when we're dealing with the public every single day here in, our, in, in face-to-face type opportunity. So, you know, people are ready to say, we want to move on. We want to open up for our public. We want to be here as public servants. But we also want to ask for God's guidance and and careful um, safety as we move forward.
2: Describe how you'll open the offices in the courthouse and your other offices.
3: So beginning tomorrow, Mark, uh, the county will be open by appointment only for the next two weeks at the end of that two weeks we will reevaluate where we are uh we had a phased closing so to speak to the public and now we're going to have a phased reopening to the public um you know because none of us know what's going to happen a day from now a week from now two weeks from now but we are going to have a uh, a staggered opening so that we can again reevaluate in two weeks uh we will do that and let folks know we been sending out i think i've done more press releases in the last two weeks than i've done <laughs> in the last two years as a commissioner uh, but you know i mean i'm so proud of our employees we have take we've we've done pro- cleaning protocols in our office we document three times a day in every single office and department that their office has been cleaned by someone in their office we we had to from the very beginning any of you who've tried to buy lysol disinfectant spray toilet paper, whatever the things that you've tried to purchase that are the shelves are empty on, we had to do that in mass quantity as a, as a, as a employer, and we had to do that from the very beginning. So, I, you know, we were diligent at trying to get all of these things that we need to disinfect. Uh, we've got hospital-grade almost disinfectants that we're using. Uh, we had to go to a distillery and buy hand sanitizer from somebody that switched over to making hand sanitizer. Uh, we bought it by the gallons and and uh, you know that, which which leads me into the next part. I had a great discussion last night with one of our poll workers. We're getting ready to head to into, into the election on June second. And I want to reassure the voters in Snyder County. we are prepared. We are ready. We're going to have a safe and secure election, and it will be clean. It will be disinfected. We will have m- all these many items that we've prepared for hand sanitizers, brand new pens so the voter doesn't have to touch someone else's pen, and you'll leave it. You'll leave the. Pe- you'll take the pen with you when you leave. We bought those from the very beginning. Uh, sneeze guards at the front when you sign the poll books. Uh, gloves and masks for our poll workers. Uh, tape on the floor to keep you social distance. We've got all kinds of things ready to go to have a safe and secure election, and I guaranteed a poll worker last night. I said, I can guarantee you it will be safer to go vote at the poll on June 2nd than it will be to even go to your grocery store. And we know how diligent they've been to keep to protect everyone. I
1: don't know whether you saw it, but it, it struck me as really astounding this morning that uh, the governor of New York admitted, I guess when they presented him with evidence, that some 60% of the new cases are not first responders or people working in the hospitals, but people who have been staying at home, sheltering in place. That's kind of yeah. scary.
3: And, and I saw Governor Cuomo even said last night that they were surprised at that, which, which I can, I'm can i sure they are.
1: Yeah, I would be. Uh, and
3: and I've, I've been saying this all along, that it's probably, you know, the, the cure or the, the prevention of, of this may actually have more detrimental effects than what we had trying to go into it than what we could have ever imagined. And, uh, you know, not being around people is not good for any of us, not only physically or not only mentally, but physically, as we're finding out now, our bodies need to build up immunities to fight off these things. And when we're not around anyone, we're not building up those immunities. Now, of course, I'm not a doctor, and I'm sure I'll get blasted for saying that, (laughs) what I just said, but, you know, common sense is not common enough anymore, and sometimes I think we need more common sense in our government.
2: All right, we'll give you the last word. Anything to add to our conversation uh, today, Joe?
3: Uh, As always, appreciate the opportunity to come on, and and, um, uh, I did not mention, make sure while you're home, before the reopening tomorrow, fill out your census form. Mm -hmm. Snyder County's been doing very well. I want to thank our residents for filling that out. It's very important, but we are a little bit behind right now in the Seelins Grove area and the Middleburg area, as we were just updated last evening in an email from the, the census guy uh folks if you're at home right now take a i did mine in three minutes take three or four minutes fill out your census and that will help all of us moving forward in the next decade
2: Oh, one one question are you encouraging folks to vote by mail
3: i am not Uh, i have no problem with the vote by mail system but i can tell you right now that we are inundated with vote by mail applications and ultimately any election has a human air element our people do their very very best and i, I applaud them for all that they are doing but i did hear one county that something happened where the wrong ballot got mailed out to the per wrong application got mailed to the wrong party folks you're going to have some errors the you, the human element always comes into play we are not perfect species and so i i encourage everyone to come out and vote at the poll on june 2nd uh you'll be glad you did it's it is it is a tradition that should last the test of time in our democracy.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Joe. Please. Let's... I'll be at the poll at Shamoka Dam, Joe. I'll, I'll t- I t- you take will, it at your Jared. word. <laughs> <laughs> He's going all Republican
2: this time, well, since it's a primary. All right. Thank you so much, Joe Kanz. Yeah, Appreciate Joe. you checking in today. You bet. Joe Kantz Snyder County Commissioner Chairman. Uh, they have their meetings on a portico, which is in front of the courthouse. They've been doing that well, probably four weeks or so. They started that process. We will take a quick break, and when we return, uh, we'll open up the phones. We would invite a speedy dialer or two to call us, 1-800-795-9565. That's one 800 795 565
4: On
2: the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It is a family-owned dealership that has four syllables now. Family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street, Sunbury, and Roots 11 and 15 Hummelsworth. Find out tons more about them at sunburymotors.com. Do as I've done. Go to the quick land on North 4th Street and Sunbury. They're wide open from 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. They'll pump you up with nitrogen, give you your alignment. They'll give you some body work, and they'll make sure that your carburetor is spritzing Perfectly. It's the, what they do at the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. You can get all the details about what they have to offer. Maybe pick out your tires, your new set of tires in advance at the Sunbury Motor Company website, sunburymotors.com. And while you are waiting for a very appropriate and short amount of time at the Quick Lane, go out and see if there's a brand new Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln that's got your name written all over it. Or if you wish, you can use that Wi Fi at the Sunbury Motor Company Quick Lane. Uh, look around on the lot. Tell the Tell the front office over there that you're ready to buy, and then Jason or Jeff or Ernie or Kyle will correspond with you emailically, and you'll end up buying a new vehicle at the Sunbury Motor Company. It's hard to resist when you see some of these fabulous pre- vehicles, great prices, super trade in, and they got it all at the Sunbury Motor Company. Visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai line. Van, thank you so much for checking in this morning. Good to hear from you. You are on the mark.
5: Good morning guys. morning. Do you guys get the feeling like we're all participating in some grand experiment?
1: <laughs> no, but I got the feeling if you ever saw the movie Groundhog Day, I feel like I'm living it.
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah. well, I was listening yesterday to some virologist that they study viruses and, and the immune system and how it works. and the, the commissioner was just on there alluded to the fact that we should actually be out mingling with other people. And, you know, that's the way our bodies were designed. We have an immune system that when we're exposed to things, we build an immunity to it. And a lot of doctors, now I remember the one guy's name, Dr. Dan Erickson, and there was a lady, I can't remember her name, I wish I could, but she really had a good video on YouTube about how your body, how it builds an immune, how your immune system works, how it builds immunity to viruses and bacteria. And with us being locked down at home, how each one of us, our immune systems are becoming weaker. Even though we may have a proper diet, we're still becoming weaker. And by constantly washing hands and disinfecting countertops and doing that, we are actually reducing any exposure or very little exposure to anything that our body is normally used to as we move in society. And her concern is and it's, it's amazing how the predictions are coming out and how you, you guys even said how now there's a lot of people that are coming down with COVID-19 that were quarantined at home. And the reason being, I think, is because our immune systems are being weakened.
1: That's a good point. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the places they close are things that have to do with helping your immune system. I've been talking about the fact that I think they need to open up the gyms. There's got to be a way to do it safely. I count on that. Uh, I went every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, just to try and stay healthy, because my doctor said it's something I should do. You know, so now I, I'm reduced to taking walks around the block, with, my, which I don't think are as effective.
5: Yeah, you know, that the COVID-19, my brother told me that means the 19 pounds
2: you're
1: going
2: to gain while you're locked down at home. <laughs> I think I'm well, well
5: on my way there.
1: Yeah, I'm right with you, Van. I'm about halfway
2: there. <laughs> it's not the freshman <laughs> 10 then, right? It's the COVID-19. Well, you talk well, about the, if you were out and about, you would. we would all develop herd immunity, which would take uh, years and years to do. Some of us would contract the, divi- the virus in a significant way, but many other people, they're finding out that many other people have the antibodies and have been exposed to it. I believe it was. Was a study out of San Francisco that said, you know, many, many, many people have encountered it, and they either were in that group that is does not get it significantly, or they got it so mildly. Some didn't even notice symptoms, and some did, uh, but that they have the antibodies and, and they could defeat it. I have always said, I think we we're, we're not really doing anything about this virus; we're just hiding from it. <laughs> and, that, yeah, well, and good that point. That's help exactly what right? we're doing. <laughs>
5: All right, Ben, check back in. They've not practiced this lockdown, and they're having a better success
4: rate than other countries.
1: Yeah, I saw that story, too.
4: All right. Thanks, Ben. If you want to finish your
2: point, call back. Thanks. Thank you. 1-800-795-9565 was the toll-free line he was on. We hope to have a vibrant discussion about this precise topic when we come back. Plus, we're going to do some finding of facts. When we return, it's On the Mark, the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show, WKOK Sunbury.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe
2: Great team, and welcome on board the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, welcome to, let's see, it is the 7th day of May 2020 and let's see, we had a full moon early this morning. We'll, so we'll probably not see it quite as clearly tonight. We are going to get some precipitation, but just a gorgeous full moon out there this morning. Great crystal clear skies. And we're going to have sub-freezing temperatures a couple of these mornings uh, coming up. So we are definitely holding on to the last vestiges of winter. On the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can call now. We have four open lines. 1-800-795-9565. We we're talking about the COVID-19. Uh, should we just go out, get the disease? Uh, may Maybe busy up the hospitals a little bit, but uh, think of the price that we're paying on the U.S. economy. So, Uh, That's kind of where we stepped off this morning. We also had Joe Cantz on the line talking about how the uh, Snyder County offices are by appointment only, but you definitely can access the services necessary at the Snyder County governmental offices starting tomorrow. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at com or text us at 70236. One Valley Private School has finalized their plans for graduation this year in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Sunbury Christian Academy Superintendent Joanne Keeper says the school is holding a drive-in style ceremony on the campus of the Sunbury Bible Church. It will be held June 5th at 7 p.m. She says the school is fortunate to have the space and equipment necessary to hold that live event. Sealands Grove Area Teachers Union Regional Engagement Center and Central Pennsylvania Food Bank key- teaming up to provide food for families who need it to during the, or at the Sealands Grove Area School District or in the Sealands Grove School District. There you go. If you are in need of groceries, you are invited to come out to Fridays during the month of May from 1 to 3 p.m. at the following locations, Sealands Intermediate School, Crotzerville Fire Hall, Hope United Methodist Church in Port Trevorton, Shemokin Dev Fire Company, and Freeburg Community Center. Groceries available Fridays in May from 1 to 3 p.m. Call 570-259-5170 for more information. U.S. Congress has got to consider the federal... Federal Prison Accountability Act to get the Federal Bureau of Prisons uh, under control. Uh, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller was on WKOK's okay, so On the Mark program earlier this weekend. He said that this is something the U.S. needs.
6: Even with a $7 billion budget and 36,000 employees and 172,000 inmates, the, the inmate population isn't increasing, but their budget is, and uh, and it doesn't match up. So I think there needs to be a lot of accountability. Uh, within this position.
2: It would do, among other things, make sure that the head of the Federal Bureau of Prisons was approved by the Senate rather than uh, simply appointed by the Attorney General. You can hear all of his remarks on the WKOK podcast page. Pennsylvania was again below 1,000 in the number of new COVID-19 cases Wednesday, with just under 900 confirmed, including just five in the Valley. In its daily update, State Department of Health said there were 888 new cases confirmed, bringing the statewide total to 51,094 new confirmed deaths were reported by the state in the Valley. Four new cases were confirmed in Northumberland County, now at 111, and one new case in Union County at 39, also one death in Union County recorded recently. The Commonwealth Civilian Coronavirus Corps has been appointed by Governor Tom Wolf. He unveiled the initiative yesterday that he says will help in the future with measured and careful efforts to reopen Pennsylvania. Honoring fallen troopers, the purpose of of a ceremony that was held online this year. Sarah Lover has that story.
7: The Pennsylvania State Police are honoring fallen troopers on the department's 115th anniversary remotely with an online tribute. Due to the ongoing COVID-19 mitigation efforts, an in-person ceremony was not possible this year, so the PSP media unit shared a tribute video on its Facebook page. The video contains remarks from Colonel Robert Ivanchik, the commissioner of the PSP, who reads the names of 98 members who died in service in the Commonwealth since 1905. Traditionally, a ceremony is held each year at the Police Academy in Hershey. In recognition of the occasion, Governor Tom Wolfe proclaimed May 2nd as Pennsylvania State Police Day. The Pennsylvania State Police was established by Governor Samuel Pennypacker on May 2nd in 1905, becoming the first uniform police agency of its kind in the United United States. An online version of the PSP Memorial Wall with biographical information and photos of those who made the ultimate sacrifice, as well as the tribute video, is posted online at WKOK.com. I'm Sarah Lover, News Radio 1070, WKOK.
2: Good news for Joe. Not only might his gym open in the months ahead, but liquor stores are going to open tomorrow in Danville, Mount Carmel, Cold Township, Sunbury, Milton, Shemokendam, Dam, Mifflinburg, and Lewisburg. It's almost time for his annual trip to the state liquor stores, so he'll be able to travel over to Sunbury. We don't have a liquor store in Shamokin Dam. I know. It's you in have Hummel's to travel Wharf. to Sunbury. I have to travel to Hummel's Wharf. Or, or, see, oh, that's true. Yeah, you do. But that one won't be open. Oh, well,
1: then I guess it's I'm not traveling not to Sunbury.
2: Oh, Shemokendam Dam is listed. They call it Shemokin Dam. I know. Well, we'll be happy to take this shopping center. You'll (laughs) take it. Right. Yeah. If if suddenly, if Monroe Marketplace were only in Shemokin Dam. And finally, it might have been the flush heard round the world, but we may never know who caused the sound that interrupted arguments during phoned-in oral arguments in front of the U.S. Supreme Court has said
8: is that when the subject matter of the call ranges to the topic then the call is transformed and it's, it's yes. a call that would he has said is that when the subject matter of the call ranges to the topic, then the call is transformed,
4: I think and it that would...
1: W- well, we could flush that argument. It was an editorial comment by
2: maybe somebody on one side or the other, but the audio was heard live. Justice Elena Kagan asked the question of an attorney, and during the answer, there was that noise that sounded much like a flushing noise. Someone no said one admitted it, to it, huh? Right. Someone said it might have been an electronic noise, but <laughs> no, we've it heard sounds that like o- a flush. No, we've heard that sound on the radio. <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, we've had that happened to us once <laughs> right uh, we'll probably never know who did it they say the court couldn't figure out where the sound was coming from and there were about 20 open phone lines at that time but it was definitely the sound of a toilet okay well that's well, what we got l- all four lines lit up here brother all right we're doing what we can to pass on information mike you're first in line thanks for bumping up to the front of the line you're on the mark
9: hey good morning man i just wanted to say that uh, from the beginning i was very suspicious of the, uh, the virus okay because, you know, we, we heard things out of China, people dropping dead in the streets, and then it moved on to Italy where they had a, a, a terrible time there. But that was to our benefit, okay? Because what we have seen, I, this is what I believe we've seen. I, I believe we've seen inefficient, stupid government, but smart people, okay? And we, we knew right up front that the people that were at risk were the people that were, you know, had, that were extremely overweight, that had uh, kidney problems, heart disease, Diabetes, all these underlying conditions. We knew, and and people that have those, they're smart. They they sheltered themselves without being told. And uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that that was the whole reason why the death toll wasn't in the millions so far, like they predicted. But I, I believe that uh, people generally do pretty well on their own, and they know what to do if given the proper information. And I think uh, there was enough information up front that people knew what to do. But the real downfall to me was the people that really needed protected, the ones in the nursing homes. You know, in New York, New Jersey area, 65 to 70% of the people that have passed away were in nursing homes. Here in Columbia County, we've had 16 deaths. 15 of them or almost 95% of the deaths in Columbia County were in nursing homes. Are we, we, in, line,
2: are we in line with your predictions?
9: Yeah, well, yeah, we're at 16, and I, and I feel that uh, – were in line with the, the predictions that I had. But it, but again, they, they were just, you know, guesstimates based on, you know, my feelings on how I know people respond and what I think of models. So I'm not saying I was right or I was wrong. I, I just felt that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like the average person that likes to pay attention and, and predictions and models and data and statistics have been part of my life. So yeah, I don't know how you feel about how I was, but I'm giving myself a pat on the back. But <laughs> well, tra-
2: yeah, tragically case, able to do so, yeah.
9: In any case, we, we know now that this disease isn't exactly what they told us it was. We're finding out that you know cruise ships, nursing homes, prisons, subways, uh, rave clubs, uh, places like that is not where you want to be when there's a sick individual. And, and people responded. So even when we open up, even when these states start opening up, the people that know that they're vulnerable, they're not gonna be on cruise ships. They're not gonna be in prisons, hopefully, and they're not gonna be riding subways. They, they know what to do to survive. Government can't save everybody. Let's face it, you know, we're talking about, you know, why don't, why don't we have uh, testing and tracing in the United States? Gosh darn it, we can't even count every person that we have in the country, let alone trace every person. Think about the, the stimulus checks. How long, you know, you know, the government thought we could get it done in a matter of days. What are we at a month now, and we haven't gotten them all out yet? So, I don't know. Smart people, ineffective government, but we're all doing the best we can. Fair enough. All right, thank thanks,
1: so much. Mike. Appreciate mark, your yeah, comments
2: as always. Take care. Uh, next up, uh, Tom is on the mark from Sunbury. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in.
10: Well, Alright, I'm tired of listening to this nonsense from these three three people that. Now this, this thing about a person living alone that they got it they did they had to get it from somebody, that's the only way you can get it. So maybe they live but maybe they stayed home, but maybe somebody in the house that lived with them went out and got it and brought it back.
2: Well, but that's you know, how it happened. Yeah. It. Right? There's no argument there. That obviously they had somebody help them, or ran an errand for them, or you know. Well,
10: sure, I, I think mean, this is ridiculous. Well, Joe's saying, well, this is some kind of a, like, this is some kind of a mystery. Mystery. a mystery. I didn't say it was a mystery.
1: I didn't say it was a mystery. I said the governor you, said you were you were trying to make it like that. Was, oh, come that, on, Tom. I know kind of we're a, all we're all crazy absolutely. and we're all uh, hypocrites, but let's come on, be honest about this. Governor Cuomo brought this up and he said it surprised him and it surprises me. You would think that people who were staying at home would be less susceptible to it and would have less contact with other people. They were doing and, what they were and told governor to do.
10: Cuomo also said that people probably got somebody living with him that brought
1: it in. Who's arguing that point? Obviously, they got it from somebody, but to his point, I think, was that no matter how much protection you try to give yourself, something can still go wrong. That was his point.
10: Well, the point is, 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 is that you're trying to downplay it. I know these people that want to open their businesses are really kind of bending the truth and kind of stretching things a little bit, you know. And and this joke, what was his name, Joe Kants? <laughs> Commissioner
1: Kants, yes, Commissioner Joe Kants.
10: This this stuff about this God, he's going to pray to God and all this and that stuff. This religious sermon, it's ridiculous. If God if God was going to cure this, you wouldn't even have it to begin with. You got all these people. You had like three thousand people in the United States died just yesterday from this. What's God doing about it? I mean, just God, this God, that pray this, pray that's not going to do any good.
2: So we're not going to see nonsense. you at any of the worship nonsense. services in a month or so.
10: <laughs> it's nonsense.
1: Okay, gotcha.
10: I mean, really.
1: Well, we'll find out when know, we pass away, you know, who's won't
10: we? Doing a terrible job.
1: Who's doing a terrible we job? We
10: have four. We have four percent of the world's population, and we have twenty-five percent of the cases and 25% of the deaths, and we're 4% of the population.
1: And most of them are in New York City and New York State, run by Democrats. The Democrats are responsible for this. It's right right nursing now homes. It's
10: spreading. <laughs> New York is going down, and every other place in the country is going up.
1: That's not true, Tom. You recheck it your facts. True. It is not true. <laughs> it's not true. There's still no you cases. Know, there's, in a,
10: there's 100 cases in, in Northumberland County right now. Did you
1: hear how Pennsylvania did yesterday for the fourth day in a row? Our cases are under 1,000. Right here in our own state proves be, you're wrong. It's
10: because they're going down into places that have a lot, but they're going up other places.
1: Well, that is you just exit. said everywhere. That is true. Everywhere but New York. <laughs> you just said that everywhere New but New York. Is, York.
10: The, the reason why the the reason why the country looks like it's going down, the whole country, is because New York is going down. It's going down faster, but the rest of the country is going up. All right. That's thank correct.
2: you so much, Tom. Really appreciate the call. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks thank Tom. You. Thank take you. care. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Who's next? And, uh, uh, the Sunbury Motor Company. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Got callers waiting, but we'll be back ASAP.
4: When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motor's way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant Pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth.
2: Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Yes, and thanks for putting the bumps back in there. I thought we were going to get the toilet flush again <laughs> if we hadn't pulled the switcheroo. That's because we got a fabulous producer. It's no wonder things uh, work out positively for so If the for us. Supreme
1: Court justice was using a toilet, would that make the toilet the Supreme Toilet? I guess. All right. Supreme Throne. The Supreme Flush
2: says good
1: <laughs> morning, <laughs> morning gentlemen. gentlemen. Beautiful day today. Hey, did you see the woman that was jailed? She had a GoFundMe page somebody put up for her. Did you see how much money it has in it? Yes, I did. I'm not going to tell you when you get this time, look it up. Good people stepping up to help her. This is the beautician in Texas who was arrested wow, for opening okay. up her beauty shop, and the judge sentenced her when she didn't apologize. She said, I'm not going to apologize for trying to feed my, my kids. The judge told her she was selfish, and she said, Feeding my children isn't selfish. It's and so the they so started a GoFundMe page for her. It has over a half a million dollars in it already. To get her out of prison, which she should well, be Well, I don't yeah. know whether get her out or... Huh? That's, that's Mike. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Mike from Millmont, we're sorry. Okay. You're on the mark. Oh, yeah.
11: I didn't even, you didn't even tell me I was on the air.
1: Oh, I didn't know you were. Mark pressed the button while I was talking, so... Uh,
11: oh, I see. <laughs> well, I want to call to disagree with every single thing that guy Van had to say about herd immunity. If you don't mind, you yeah, really. establish when uh, a certain population, a uh, uh, percentage of the population is immune and you can get immune by being exposed to the disease. But you also beca- become immune by with, with a vaccine, which is the way all vaccines in the world in the United States work. We don't we don't get everybody immune from the disease with a vaccine. We just get a certain high percentage of them. You don't have to send some 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 infected person running around the neighborhood willy-nilly infecting everybody to get to a point of herd immunity. True. And that business about, about weakening your immune system and, and staying at home, uh, you've been exposed to all the, all the common things, bacteria and, and viruses that are in the curl for, for your entire life already. Uh, a, a couple months trying to be a little, little better about it is not, is not going to affect your immune system in any kind of way you understand what I'm saying here?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, you've already I been do. exposed, so staying inside doesn't weaken your immune
11: But system. isn't there a possibility? No, possi- that's, that's a bunch of crap. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> isn't the reason for people staying at home and, and and taking precautions is to, first of all, was to flatten the curve to not overwhelm the uh, hospital system in the United States. And number two was to slow down the spread of the disease until they at least, the first thing they're going to come up with, obviously, uh, is, is a, uh, a drug for a treatment or a cocktail of drugs for a, a treatment while they're in the process of a developing a, a vaccine for it.
1: Well, let me so let me defend Vance. If, if you
11: get sick and they have a better way to treat you, you have a better, what if this guy wanted some guy to run around affecting everybody? killing the uh, mom and dad and grandpa and grandpa is that what van wants to do now, let, let me defend sacrifice his grandmother
1: let me defend van for a moment I, I think oh, I, yeah. I now I think it's possible that you know you you come in contact with something that's a little alien to you maybe you don't get the full dose maybe you've got a, a, a strain of the virus you that's been sitting a on a virus. surface that's been sitting on a surface for all it's almost about to die and you wind up touching it I think it's entirely possible that not everybody gets the full-blown thing but they get a small part of it, and they develop some immunity to it. I think that was his point. I don't think he was saying everybody, we should run up and kiss everybody else, hoping that we uh, we wind up with herd immunity. I think he was just talking about the normal, everyday uh, exchange between people. All right, we'll give you the last word, go right ahead, he
11: tried, Mike. He tried to say that the only way to, to attain herd immunity is is by willy-nilly running through the neighborhood infecting people, and that's not true.
0: I don't that's, think that's he used those words.
11: False. That's <laughs> ignorance, is what that is. Well,
1: okay. All right. Not anything sure he else? used those words, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you so Why much, not? Mike.
11: I mean, what, what? The truth will set you free. You ever heard that
2: one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have.
12: That.
2: I hope right. yeah, it's true.
11: Well, hey, you got to know what you're talking about before you start telling people to run around the neighborhood and fix Not on this show, you know. You got to things. <laughs> we
1: well, a at least we're, we're not too. telling you to drink Clorox. Give us credit for that. Well, uh, oh, <laughs> oh I'm, I'm sorry, you cut
2: him off. I, I thought we were done. I'm sorry. That was my apologies. Call back, Call Mike, back, for Mike. another minute. Uh, Dick, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
6: Well, I'm, I'm not going to beat up on Van or or or. or. Joe, but I wanted to tell you, I sat here reading this and, there, and, and all the pandemics and, and plagues. So in, the, in 1918, there was, a, there was a, a worldwide, there were 50 million deaths, but in the United States, the, the, the flu did go away on its own eventually because what happened, either, either everybody got infected or had died. They had built they had built up an immunity or died. So basically, that's what happened. And they didn't practice any social distancing, and they didn't practice the mask. But they didn't do all that. So you you are right. Eventually, it will it will go away when everybody either either dies or or develop, develops an immunity. There was no vaccine for that either. So basically, I would just say I'm even wearing my mask when I'm talking to you guys. So I will let it go at that. Well,
1: I have a I there's a great website called Shorpy.com. S-h-o-r-p-y.com, and they have old historical photographs. In, a, in large format that uh, I just find fascinating. But one of them is a people on a streetcar getting on and off a streetcar in 1918 during the, the pandemic then, and they were all wearing masks. Not very effective ones and not tied tightly, but they do have them on. Well, and they also didn't know precisely why people were getting the flu, but they
2: did figure out that crowds contributed and distancing inhibits it. And so well, they did that, start that, to practice it. That makes
6: it. sense. So basically when somebody who's a layman calls into your show and then pretty much everybody is a layman including you guys yeah. call in and tell me well maybe we'll we'll just get be better off to wander around and talk to each other <laughs> and and then by then I just think that the, the depth pool would have been a lot higher than it is now That's I agree uh, no I,
1: I agree with you I agree I'm with you completely
6: and, and I'll tell you what if you go to your gym people in your gym would have passed away by now Joe there you go I
1: All know right. but I, I remember you telling me how hard you work to keep them clean and I'm hoping that when they do reopen that people will be doing that helping us keep them clean uh, one of our emailers says I so appreciate what Joe Kant said spot on why should we be surprised that people who have stayed home are now getting the virus how is all the masking and social distancing work when over two-thirds of the deaths in Pennsylvania have come from nursing homes personal care homes I don't mean to sound crass but it was the elderly and those with other health issues who are going to be primarily affected it is past time to get on with life and living but well, I and think that's the theory, unsigned
2: the theory is is that we would have had the disease uh, far worse and potentially overwhelmed hospitals if, had we not stood down now we certainly know that we had it in nursing homes, and that is a tragic and terrible thing and it's difficult to control in those congregate care facilities that they they have it, but to people who even people who stayed at home were not isolated from the world, they had to get out some time, and that contact led to people getting it and also it should be noted that uh, you know, 90% of people stood down at this time. So, right. of course, those are going to be the, non, the, the biggest numbers of people who do get it because those are the biggest numbers. But he, you he, also had a lot of essential workers that were mixed here's
1: in. Here's the other so. side of the coin, and I'm not saying this is right or it certainly doesn't sound moral to say it, but let's say we had not put any of these restrictions in place. The fact is the overwhelming majority of people who get COVID-19 get a mild case. The overwhelming majority. I mean, no one's arguing that. And of those who get it, the overwhelming majority survive. The death rate, sad as it is, is what about four percent, five percent? Oh uh, my God! Of oh, people who get it. Of uh, people who get it's it. Like it like the 1% death rate. It's low. It, it's very low. You know. So what um, it's terrible to say this but all right so how much do we do to protect the people who might get it anyway well that's the
2: that is it's not being crass and it's not you're not being flipped but that is the that's the heart of the matter it's a terrible decision it's, to have to make Right. it's not a peripheral decision it's it's the main decision it's what we really are trying to argue through here how much do we wish to expose you know and and the other thing is uh, you know do, do you want to overwhelm hospitals so we have beat this down to almost nothing around here. So therefore, it is time for us to relax some rules. We're going to accept some risk, believe it or don't. You know, part of this equation is we're going to have to let some people die in the months ahead because they'll get this. But, you know, we can't just save lives all summer long and wait for a vaccine or, you know, wait
1: wait forever. I'm older than you. I'm 76. So if we open up, I'm going to take what I consider to be appropriate precautions for me. They aren't going to be 100% what the CDC or somebody would recommend, but I'm not going to go around with, with gloves on, although I have a friend who uh, has a pre existing health condition, and he attended a meeting the other day, and he had gloves and a mask on. But he's doing what he thinks he needs to do to protect him. I'll do what I need to do. But is there a risk involved? There's a risk involved in me getting in my car and driving down Routes 11 and 15 on a normal Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock. So let businesses open, and then if people wish to take add some slight risk to their life,
2: then let them patronize said business.
1: Well, it's impossible to avoid the risk. I, I wasn't being well, no. unkind, of, but I'm you not know, being
2: like, flip about it. But that's that is that's the heart of the matter. Even
1: if you stay home, as uh, who was it that was arguing with me about uh, how people got sick? Uh, was that Tom? Uh, if people people yeah, right, it was Tom. If I'm staying at home, I still have to have supplies come in. I have to call somebody to bring me food. And and you know Tom's absolutely right. Somebody had to give it to them and, and you can just play and get sick on your own at home well, you depending know. on whether or not the virus well, is not, in your yeah, house. Not from
2: COVID, but from something else. Right. I mean, you could still get another germ or so something.
1: I, the real but, serious question is how much do we do to protect those who are most vulnerable, and what responsibilities do they have to protect themselves over and above what society will do? We have one listener sent us a correction from one of our callers yesterday. Uh, what does
2: COVID-19 stand for? The name of this disease is Coronavirus Disease 2019, abbreviated COVID-19. In covid Covid-19, C-O stands for Corona, V-I for Virus, and D for Disease. Formerly, the disease was referred to as the 2019 Novel Coronavirus, but they abbreviated it Covid-19.
1: No, so, I agree with Van. It means the 19 pounds you're going to gain. Oh, from.
2: <laughs> well, that's true. One of our listener, another listener says, please just Google what Covid-19 stands for. It is Coronavirus Disease, and the year 2019. Stop spreading ridiculous interpretations. And one of our good callers yesterday suggested that the name came from. A vaccine that's being sought for it, and not from the disease itself, and obviously that was not correct. But you know, there, there, we are broadcasting misinformation here today because there's a lot of differing opinions about this. You know, a lot of people says the governor's doing the right thing, they're doing the wrong thing, whatever it happens to be, uh, and they have their reasons. And people are making assumptions around here. You know, our information hygiene is in the toilet, and we have the sound to prove it. That same person called the Supreme Court yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, but. The fact is, this show is an opinion. You know, we get an email saying, well, how could you let someone call your show and say something on the radio that wasn't true? Well, this is their opinion. You know, hopefully, in the long run, and if you listen long enough, look look how many people have called to correct Van. Look how many uh, one l- nice lady yesterday from Shimokan misnamed the virus, and we got well, we got a couple of uh, emails, and we read two on the air. So, or we got more than a f- two, and we read two on the air. So, you know, if you stick long enough, you're bound to hear the truth. And if you don't, look it up and call in or send it to us, and we'll read it on the air. All right, we're taking a quickie break. Bobby, stand by. Uh, let's see, Jim, we got Jim, stand by. Yep. And and we got two open lines, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Welcome back to the KOK OK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, Bobby, more than patient, we really appreciate it. Thank you for standing by. Good morning, sir, you're on the mark.
10: Yes, uh, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, I have a question for Joe. Um, uh, you know, in, in, in your lifetime, okay, uh, can you compare notes of how this pandemic is being ha- handled versus uh, like measles or anything else? back then i mean uh, uh is, is there different ways they're doing it
1: well i'm not i wasn't alive in 1918 bobby um, no
10: no, might okay but like uh, like, like well, obviously measles
1: it, they used to quarantine the person and let everybody okay. else go on with their life okay and i was well, i That's was quarantined when i had the measles i had to stay home i was kept in a dark room because they said sunlight could uh, could affect you adversely from it, and of course, you were told not to itch or scratch, or you'd get uh, pock marks. And I unfortunately itched and scratched a couple of times. I got one or two here and there. But I mean, the di- the, pay- the big difference was they set they kept the person who was sick home and let everybody else go on with their life.
10: Well, that's basically what happened to me when I was much younger. The same thing when I had the measles, and of course the chicken pox, and the- and all that that uh, that I stayed home.
2: Don't forget, moms. And,
10: uh, yeah. <laughs>
8: Okay,
1: thank Bell. you. All right, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh,
2: Bill, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
8: Uh, yeah, I'd like to reply to the lady yesterday that said about uh, a seniors shouldn't get. Now, I, I just retired a year ago, so I'm not that far into it. But that we shouldn't have gotten a stimulus check, I kind of disagree with that. I mean, I worked for the same company for 44 years until I retired. I get a Social Security check. I have a pension that I had paid into, and I have a company pension that I receive a small pension monthly. Now, I also have a son who's a paid firefighter EMT. His companion is a paid EMT, both out of Snyder and Union County. She's pregnant, she still worked, he's been working through this. My wife has been working 16 hour days, five and six days a week since the very big, well, since before that. Now she said, maybe we should give this money to. Well, I have an 18-year-old granddaughter who's graduating this year. Obviously, we all know what Midwest graduation is like. It's nothing right now. Well, last night they determined something again. But my wife kind of keeps me in the in the dark in finances. But I'll guarantee you that we did spend over my stimulus and probably hers, putting new tires, brakes. (laughs) rotors, all this stuff on my granddaughter's car for college so I did put my money to good use and I do think that if you worked all your life, now I'm a registered Republican all the way and I still took that money and I loved it
1: well, I don't no, think I there's use any way.
2: I don't think there's really any way to all misuse right. the money. I mean, if you just no,
8: but she said we. She didn't she think said we, we should get it. get it. And if we did get it, we should put it towards our grandchildren. It's well, exactly did. what I did.
1: Yeah, good for but you. Well, her point was that our, I, our I, grandchildren will wind up paying the bill for it, and yeah, they, therefore yes, they, they should well, have. Our it.
8: grandchildren are gonna, my children are paying the bill. Our grandchildren are never going to get done paying these bills. So I've got six of them now. Right.
2: <laughs> You're absolutely right. Even if they all chip in, it won't be enough. All but right. I
8: do. Feel that if you worked all your life, you're—it's an—I hate to say the word entitlement. You know, it just—it's not right. But you are entitled to that check, and if you didn't want it, like she says, we shouldn't have it. Send it to a charity somewhere, to a food bank or something. Do something good with it if you don't have grandchildren.
1: But well, you know, when you if start. If you
8: work for that money, you deserve that money.
1: When you start deciding who qualifies to get it and who doesn't, you're always going to run into some issues. I think in this, it was a people or family over making over $130,000. Wasn't that it? They didn't get it. yeah. Uh, yeah. Or a, so an individual earning over $70,000 or something like that. So there was at least some effort to make sure that it went to those most in need or the people who presumably would be most in need. But you know, whether so, they really were or not, whether right? they really were or not, you know, so I didn't ask for it, but you know, I didn't t- send Neither it back. Did I. I didn't send it back either. <laughs> I like you. you I used it. Did you get it. a check
2: or deposit, <laughs> t- Direct deposit, yeah. It was direct deposit. Okay. All right, thank you so much, yeah, mine Bill. mine was. Well, yeah, appreciate the call. But you got a
1: good point, Bill. Thanks for calling. Right, take care. Yep, thank.
2: you. Got one call coming in. Uh, read the email there and then we'll grab Says, call. quick
1: stats. The CDC estimated fewer than 100000 people died in the U.S. Most excess deaths were in those 65 and older. However, fewer people died during this pandemic than in previous pandemics for several reasons. This was the 1968, 69 Hong Kong flu. No masks, no shutdowns. All right. Appreciate
2: that. Uh, Dan from New Berlin, Pennsylvania, you are on the mark.
12: Hey, good morning. Well, I'm going to stick with Van. I agree with his call and what Joe Kant said. You know, by being inside, being away from everything, we're not get building up our immune system. Uh, and as far as antibacterial washing hands, you know, I had surgery years back. I washed I had to wash my whole body in antibacterial soap, shower with it, wash my hands a day or two before. But the doctor said you don't keep using antibacterial soap on your hands and of course not your body because you have healthy bacteria on your body that help fight off the bad bacteria so by killing all your bacteria you're not going to gain anything and so that's what the doctor said that's mm. not for me he told me that
4: well but i think doctor,
12: today didn't know his name if i said it dan but if today
1: if today if you're uh, if you're using hand sanitizer uh, you're not taking it off the rest of your body. I agree that if you take it off of all of you, you're probably gonna have some kind of issue, but if you just take it off your hands, the things you touch and put in your mouth and use, I mean, that seems to be common sense to me. Right. I don't I rub think- it on my face. I don't, you know, put it on my feet when I go outside or anything like that. I just do it, I might use it on my hands.
12: Yeah, yeah, but here's what else. Yeah, you have a good point, Joe. I don't use antibacterial soap hardly ever, except now I do. But normally you shouldn't even use it. That's what the doctor said. I'm not an MD, but that's what he told me. But here's a stretch of the truth. What Mike said that Van said is not what Van said. Van didn't say go out and infect everybody. Right. He did not say that. He just said we could go our normal ways and be careful. Don't maybe don't shake hands. Don't, you know, socially distance. It would be much better off than being cooped up in the house. But if that's what you want to do, if you want to coop up, that's your right. Then stay in the house and be do what you want to do this is what our is all about freedom of choice give me the choice i'm ready for a haircut <laughs> i'm really ready if you saw me you'd think i was going back to my hippie days mm-hmm. but and i want to eat out once again okay this you know that's you know we don't we can socially distance
1: yeah i'm with you dan i'm tired of eating out of styrofoam boxes
12: (laughs) yeah I've, i've had enough joe and i hear i have a whole bunch of gift coupons i got for christmas and i'm hoping i'll get to spend them i don't know if they'll expire at the end of the year but i don't know how long they they're good for once you, are they good for over a year? I guess. Some I of them don't know. have
1: expiration certificates or dates, but some do. So, better yep, check it out not. carefully. So give,
12: right. let freedom ring. Amen,
1: brother. There you go, yep. Thanks right. very much, thank so much, Dan. Take care. Upper right hand corner, please. All right. Since we are in the yellow now, let's live life as they say we can live in yellow. For those who don't want to be in yellow yet, stay in. Don't allow anybody in. Sanitize your house inside and out. Live the way you desire. And in kindness and with understanding, allow others to live in the way they desire. Why do we need to have a civil war with each other about a virus? Oh, nicely said. Thank yes. you. Uh, Dale, you are on
2: the mark. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead.
13: I just want to know, you know, Trump is, uh, it's easier to deceive people than to convince people. So, Amazon and Walmart.
2: <laughs> well,
1: that's the down. whole premise of the Trump campaign. <laughs> it's easier to deceive people <laughs> than what? i got to write that one then down. From, convince them. i got to write that down for my wallet.
13: Right. right. I mean, yeah, look well, what he's I, going to do. We all know that Walmart and Amazon sell the most Chinese products, right? I'm pretty sure of that, right?
2: Sure. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, Amazon's the worst. Walmart's second, I'm sure.
13: Amazon and Walmart sell the most Chinese products, okay? And then they're telling all, you know, private sector all jump off the bridge and shut down, which mom-and-pop stores will probably have one or two people come to the store at once, you know, probably. And it's probably easier to manage, you know, mom-and-pop stores, you know, to be more sanitized. But uh, I, I just want to know, you know, our state and local governments have been deceived. And they're the one enforcing these laws. So are they We've been what?
2: The what? state and local government have been what?
13: Been deceived. deceived. Oh deceived,
2: okay. The phone cut yeah. out or something.
13: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, are they gonna hold the federal government responsible or are they gonna hold the people, the same people who got deceived too by shutting down? I mean I don't understand. We we know our senators all before the shutdown happened changed all their stocks over to Walmart. And Amazon, I'm sure we know.
1: We know that, do we? I don't know that. And Where did you see that? Where well, was, was that? Re-
13: inside trading is, is going on, Joe, with with these senators and, and their, uh, you know, they, they, their their portfolios. So that, that's
1: against the law. So if you have knowledge of a crime, I would call the FBI and report it.
13: Well, they've been saying it on Fox in the last month, that some of these senators like oh uh, within
2: Well, then it must yeah, be okay. true.
1: <laughs> okay. okay. So why well, my I'm trumpets just, in? I didn't hear it.
13: So so there are state and local governments. Hold the federal government, you know, responsible, or should we? Shoot, since we're going to yellow, we should shut down Walmart and Amazon and let mom and pop catch up.
2: Oh, I like uh, that. There, that's, there's that's, a thought. There's, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. That long overdue. And yeah, Target. I mean,
13: if we if we don't stick together with our local governments and state governments, and you know, we can't just keep attacking the private sector. I mean. The whole premise of Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, and Trump is keep the poor people poor and tax the crap out of the working class. That's their whole premise. I mean, they can talk in circles, but if you hear them clearly, that's their plan. So, I mean, I, I just want to know, you know, it's easier to deceive people than convince people.
2: So. All right. yeah, That's the but whole premise of any political
1: hard, campaign. It's hard to accept that argument when you look at the massive tax cut the president passed that benefited the middle class. Yeah,
12: benefited who? The, the
1: super rich. No, no it benefited no, everybody. It benefited everybody. <laughs> just, yeah, I, I mean,
2: they I'm do. not an advocate they for do. the so Congress or Trump, but that's the truth. did all right, thank the
13: you. They knew the expenditures of local and state governments when they did that, Joe. Well, so that is
2: true. That the was a known. they cut
13: you a The state and local is going to eat it up. Come on, Joe. I mean... Yeah, say, come on,
2: Joe. <laughs> work with us. Joe, 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 Work with us, will you?
1: I know the bar association's behind this. I know world it. Of cheese. I know right, it. one 800 7959
2: we will be back with the on-the-mark world of cheese momentarily.
4: When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth's
1: Welcome back to the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, and our friend Tom says, yeah. freedom of choice, except abortion and the endless list of other things conservatives don't like. <laughs> Tom, get okay. off my lawn. Yeah, herd immunity, <laughs> next one. All right, herd immunity does not mean 100% infection. It does mean a significant number of immune limits, par, uh, pandemic spread. Another one says, oh, my God, wait till Tom is in a tight spot. He will be praying to God. Hopefully his prayers are answered. Another one says, the Kennedy Center received all the millions of COVID-19 dollars and still laid off employees. How fair is that? Something is wrong. And finally, every day we get mail from distant places. Amazon delivers lots from all over the world. Ditto for food, milk, etc. If, uh, if masks work, every business should open. Okay. And this is the last. Time. And did you guys see where the press secretary was prepared for the media and blasted them yesterday? One of them even mumbled something about her being ready. Yeah, this new press secretary is outstanding, and she yeah, really. But, she,
2: but she's got all the same misinformation that no, President No, she Trump doesn't. Has. Yes, she does. <laughs> Do the fact checking. Uh, Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for checking in.
11: Yeah, I'm really in a disagreeable mood today. Okay. Disagree with Van. Now I'm going to disagree with Dan. It sounds like poetry, what? doesn't it? Yeah, it
1: does. Go ahead. Disagree. That's what we're here for. Uh,
11: so I was wondering if Dan was aware of the fact that a bacteria is a bacteria and a virus is a virus and never the twain shall meet. <laughs> uh, he's talking about antibacterial soap that has something to do with, with, with a bac with a virus. And that's just not true. There's, there's no, there's no cure for a virus. There's, Antibacterial soap is is, is an antibiotic that, that that kills the bacteria that might that might be on your hands. Then why are it has we wa- to do with viruses whatsoever?
1: Why are we washing our hands then?
11: Because I don't know if you notice or not. They tell you to wash your hands with soap, correct? Right. Sure. And the reason for that is because the covering over a coronavirus is a fatty substance that's broken down into pieces. By the detergent action of the soap that you use when you wash your hands.
2: Get out of here.
1: I did not know that well, that's hey, why it I, worked.
11: you, you got to do the research and know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> well, won't antibacterial soap do the same and thing? He to
11: open up a flip phone and do a little Googling for a, a couple minutes. But won't antibacterial
1: what? soap do the same thing, plus give you added protection against yeah, bacteria? Yeah,
11: but not because it's antibacterial, only because it's soap. Okay. And it is a detergent. Gotcha. Plus, there's some the mechanical, washing your hands is a mechanical act, too. You're rubbing, and the water's rushing down over there, so it it, it brushes the uh, some of the stuff away just mechanically.
2: Hmm. Don't touch like, your face. Like, like
11: water running over a rock in Penn's Creek.
2: Why do they say, why do our hands get it on it, get it on them?
11: Well, because people sneeze and cough and, and snort and wheeze and cough and talk, and see, it gets all over everything on hand railings and everything we touch, countertops hand railings. Uh, I don't know. You know, I am I, not quite sure I'd really do on it, but it seems to be and then you touch your face
2: Right, you get on and, your hands and, you and then you touch your face, uh, okay. And
11: you're
2: uh, yeah, I, nose have, lungs I and, have the and, hardest and, and, and time the not stores, touching my face. But I have a very difficult of, time.
11: I mean even if we stay away from people, the things that we spew when we talk and cough eventually land somewhere.
1: Right. That's Over why they have amount of time. That's why you they have that, me in this. Right. That's why they have me in this tent up here. I can't spew out onto on Mark, and oh. he can't spew <laughs> yeah, in' me. More, right, we're more yeah, worried about time,
11: you. I don't know. Everybody's wearing face masks now. Did everybody notice that after you have your mask on for a while, it's damp on the inside? Yeah. Sure. That dampness is the water. The water droplets containing the virus that we're trying to control. Now, obviously, it's not a hundred percent. But nothing of what they're doing is 100%. The idea is to knock these these things down as anywhere you can, any way you can, down to a percentage to try to be a, a little bit safer.
1: Well, now you've obviously looked into
11: Nothing's it. Nothing's
1: 100%. You've obviously looked into it and given it a lot of thought.
11: Yeah. And well, you... I have a. I'm a biologist. I have oh, okay. A, You know
2: I mean? I'm not just i I'm educated. Sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, you must Uh, be tortured by all the misinformation out there. I have
11: looked into it, yeah. Oh, I can't stand it. All right. I feel like I I could climb the wall when I listen to some
2: of this. Well, we're going to have some more misinformation tomorrow, so please call in. Yeah, correct us. Thanks a lot, Mike. Really do appreciate it. All right, we are going to have open phones tomorrow with Ben Reikley. And I'll see you on Monday. Enjoy your many days off. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury?